Welcome to the Talk with Clouds podcast. Your host is Katie Ann, an island girl on a journey with her guests to learn about their backgrounds, businesses, passions, experiences, life lessons, and wins. Come and laugh, cheer, learn, and plan with us. My friend, take some time to come and talk with Clouds. My name is Katie Ann, and I'll be your host for today. We have a special guest in the house. We have Rodney, and Rodney's background, he has multiple years of debt debt consolidation. And so we are going to focus on debt consolidation, and we also have Mr. Lyrics, who will be joining in on the podcast. So Rodney, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be here and happy to share some information with the people. How's everybody doing tonight? So for purposes of this um, conversation, I'm just going to um, expand on what credit is for a younger audience. So credit is when you receive money, goods, or a service, and you agree to pay it in the future. So you're not paying for it now. You're saying, hey, can I get this um, using my credit? And I'll pay you in the future. And most times people charge an interest um, when you use your credit. So use responsible, you know, it can be used as a tool and be a really good thing if it's used responsibly. If not, then, you know, you can really get in trouble with that. So I'm going to ask Rodney, like, what is considered a good credit score? If you want to start by um, expanding on what is a credit score? Definitely, definitely. So a credit score is basically a financial rating that is, uh, I guess, distributed amongst consumers to determine how uh, financially responsible companies or banks or whoever it may be, lenders, uh, determine you are. And they kind of use that to rate not only how much they can give you, but at what interest rate. So the higher your credit score, basically the more responsible they see you and they are willing to give you more money at a lower rate. And the lower your credit score, the more financially irresponsible you are, I guess, represented by that number. And this would either cause you to not receive any type of credit or if you do, you'll receive a lower amount at a higher interest rate because they're not uh, confident that they would get payment from you. So that's basically the, the give and take of credit you know, to kind of sum it up as easy as possible. So what's considered a good credit score? You know, that's that's a great question. So it really just determines, uh, I mean, it's really just based off of what you are looking to kind of uh, establish and utilize your credit for, right? So I always recommend uh, you try to get your credit score to at least 750. This is going to put you slightly above average. Uh, in the past, having a credit score of over 700 um, would have, put you in a position to potentially, you know, uh, be approved for anything. In today's economy, it's more like 750. Uh, and then once you get into the 800s, that's when you're uh, considered uh, amongst the excellent credit scores of the most financially responsible. So I always tell everyone, strive to have at least a 750 credit score. So you never have to worry about sweating when applying for any type of credit, because chances are you won't be denied. Okay. And what is considered a bad credit score? So uh, in terms, kind of, I'm going to just 
give you the reciprocal in terms of the answer I just gave you. So anything below a 750, again, depending exactly on what type of credit you're applying for. But um, to kind of give you a general answer, in my opinion, anything below a 750 uh, is going to put you in a realm of, again, depending on what you're applying for, there is a potential that you might get either a highest, a higher interest rate or even denied for whatever type of credit you're looking for. Seven fifty should be everyone's target score. Mm-hmm. To again, that, I'm not saying that that's the best credit score, it's but not, that should right? put you at ease to know that like I can walk into any department store, any dealership, any bank, and be confident that I can apply for whatever it may be, whether it be a loan, credit line, and be approved at a seven fifty. Now, beyond that, uh, there's other factors that determine what your approval looks like in terms of interest rate and amount. But at a 750, you should be confident that you should at least be approved for whatever it is you're applying for. So I mentioned bad, good, what's considered fair. So fair, and, and, and again, I, I feel like, I wouldn't say media, but um, today, you know, we, we, we try to portray different segments of credit, but it's only because they want everyone to utilize it. Um, in my eyes, there is no bad, fair, good. It's either you have above a 750 and you're confident. You have anything below a 750, you need to work on it. Okay. So if you, well, if you're a younger person, right, like mm-hmm. uh, some a young college student, um, and obviously they wouldn't start at 750, so how do they build their credit? Uh, their credit? It's a great question. So there's different things they can do. Um, The easiest thing that a lot of people don't know, and it's extremely easy, is if you know anyone, um, whether it be your mother, father, aunt, uncle, sibling, even a close friend, uh, someone that obviously you trust and they trust you, the easiest way and quickest way to establish credit is to just have them add you on to their credit line. So luckily, uh, as an adolescent, I, I wasn't even aware, but my mom put me on her credit cards and by the time I was 18, I already had an established credit score of, I believe, 680 because simply by being on her credit uh, card, I uh, basically inherited her credit history. Okay. So she had good credit uh, credit history. The credit card that she applied me on, I basically, uh, there's different determining factors when it comes to your credit, like how old your credit is, how much credit you have, how often you pay it, how well you pay it. But once someone adds you on to their credit card, you already, I mean, you automatically inherit that history. So by my mom placing me on that one card, I automatically was looked at as if I had a credit card for years that was paid on time all the time. And it put me in a good position to, I guess, go out and apply for additional credit cards. So that's the easiest way. Uh, If you don't have, you know, that option, your best thing would be, believe it or not, to open up a secure credit line, which basically means you're applying for a credit card, but you have to give some money up front. So, for example, let's say I get a secure credit card with a $500 limit, but I have to put $250 down, which basically means you're giving them $250, and it's basically your money, but you're utilizing it like credit. Um, It shows that you are establishing credit and you're utilizing it correctly because you're kind of only using your money and then as you're paying it back it builds uh i guess your financial responsibility for lack of a better term so um exactly so that that shows uh with a secure line of credit it gives you an established 
credit history and then you just build on that. Um, opening up multiple lines of credit um, also helps you build your credit. And then one thing they don't tell us is having different lines of credit. So it's not just credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't. I was able to take my credit score over the top once I was able to implement home loan, car loan, uh, personal loan, as long as credit card. Having diversified types of credit and being responsible on all of them is a great way to impress, you know, lenders and consumers and build your credit score as well. All right. So fact or fiction. Uh, uh, sometimes we're told that we should uh, get a credit card. We should use that credit card to build our credit. Never pay off the balance entirely and only use um, 30% of that card. Is this fact or fiction? Mostly fact, um, but it depends on how much uh, credit you have. So you never want to completely pay your credit cards off. Again, credit is showing that you're financially responsible. If you have a lot of credit and you're not utilizing it, you're not showing anyone that you're financially responsible because you're not utilizing it. So you always want to maintain, I always say, 10 to 20% of your credit card. So uh, if you have a credit card with a $1,000 limit, you want to maintain a balance of 100 to $200. You don't want to completely pay it off. Uh, I wouldn't say 30% because, again, another thing that they look at is the amount of credit you have. So let's say you only have a total credit limit of $5,000. If you're using 30%, uh, you know, your credit limit is lower, so 30% is that weighs on you heavier than if I had, let's say, $50,000 line of credit. You know what I'm saying? So I would, I would always recommend staying between 10 and 20%, but it is a fact. You never want to completely pay off your cards because you're not showing any type of responsibility. So what about closing, pay, uh, closing off an account? Does it make sense? Because sometimes people are like, oh, I'll pay off my credit card, and then I'll close out the account. Does it make any sense to close out a credit card? So that it depends on how long you had that account. So my longest credit card is my Best Buy credit card. I had it since. Actually, I'm not plugging nobody in. Bleep that out. All right, when you edit this, but <laughs> <laughs> my longest credit card, uh, my longest credit card, um, I had it since college. Um, I very rarely use it, uh, but I won't close it out because. Another factor that determines your credit score is how long you've had credit. So, oh, I'm, I'm older. I'm not going to say <laughs> my age. But, um, you know what I'm saying? I've had that credit card since college. If I close that specific credit card out, I lose all those years of credit. Uh. And that damages your credit score. So, you want to, the longer you show that you've had established credit, the um, more it benefits your credit score. If you close out a credit card that you've had for a long time, you lose all those years that you had, and then basically the average becomes lower or you know however they determine it. Okay. So it depends. If it's a credit card that you just open, like I always tell people, especially if you're establishing your credit, if you had a credit card for a year or two and it was a credit card with a horrible interest rate, you're charged you know, annual fees, you could close that out because it's not going to hurt you. You only had it for a year or two anyway. Okay. Um, you, you use those cards to establish your credit, and it's only because you have no other alternative. That's the only thing that's offered to you. But, if, again, if you have a credit card that you have for 10, 15, 20 years, even if you're not utilizing it, you don't want to close it because you're going to lose that 10, 15, 20 years of credit history. Okay. So does uh, some cards, like you have your um, store credit cards, you have, as you mentioned, um, personal loans, uh, what is like the weight? Does one weigh more than the other? Like a house loan would be better on my credit than 
a regular uh, store credit card or bank credit card? So th- I don't I don't know if there's a real answer for that. I'm not gonna lie. Um, first of all, there's different uh, credit ratings. So three different credit bureaus. Uh, there's different. Uh, what, what word am I looking for? FICO scores. Like, there's so many other. There's so many different determining factors of what your credit score can be. You know, you, we all have multiple credit scores, um, but because there's different, I guess, ratings or uh, companies that can d- uh, deliver a credit score, they're weighed differently depending on who it is, right? So some people might look at a mortgage uh, and weigh it a lot more than a normal credit card, and some people might look at a you know, personal loan and weigh it a lot more than a car loan. So it just really depends on who is the one that's giving you that rating. Okay. All right. Clad's resources and consulting values its customers. Our planner footsteps to my vision is a 13 month planner that can be used for five years. It walks you through SMART goals, SWOT analysis, action planning, and holds you accountable through three monthly check-ins. We work only with top quality materials, innovative designs, and verified suppliers, which are guaranteed to deliver to our high expectations because when it comes to our customer satisfaction, there's no room for compromise. Made with high quality PU leather and paper planner, helps you focus on achieving your goals by giving you a sense of personal and professional satisfaction. Some of the amazing features of this product, vision board planner, luxury pen, eight gigabyte USB flash drive, wireless mouse, ultra elegant packaging box, available in five stunning colors, black, red, gold, pink, navy blue. Material, PU leather, 13 month planner, Elastic band for easy handling. Our Footsteps to My Vision is available at Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, our website, and at Walmart. You may also follow us at www.cladsresources.com, Instagram, Clads Resources, Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Clads Resources forward slash. You're listening to Talk with Clads. Find more resources online at cladsresources.com. Now back to the show with your host, Katie Ann. I'll use my daughter who is now going, you know, she's now in university. She has no credit. So now she's in the line of building her credit. Would you recommend her go to like a Capital One versus an American Express? Well, most major universities... um, during, uh, what is it called, intramural or, I mean, freshman week, whatever it's called, that introductory period when freshmen come in, banks usually pay the schools to allow them to set up a table. <laughs> so uh, to get into they, debt? Of course. Get them so early, get them early. The get early. I remember when I was in school, when we got there a week before everyone else, you walked into the cafeteria, the first thing you saw were three different tables of people asking you to sign up for credit cards. Um, you know, it's, it's big business. You know, these these uh, credit companies are going to get paid regardless, whether you get a credit card and you pay them back with interest or whether you get a credit card and then you don't pay them back and they get it from insurance. It's a business that they're going to benefit from. So Okay. Um, so with her, I would say I would uh, recommend just going through whoever's at her school. Um, another thing that you'll normally find around uh, – 
universities are local banks <laughs> who work with the universities. So you can just go to the local bank, say, hey, I go to University XYZ, and I'm sure they'll have a plan for you already. So I'll get you hooked early. Oh, no, that's that's the name of the game, bro. It's either I'm going to give you the tool and you can maximize it, or I'm going to give you the tool and I'm going to maximize profits from it. Yeah. In most cases, it's the latter, unfortunately. So, um, I have a question. Um, so, if you are, let's say you have excellent credit or good credit, because you said good credit for seven fifty, does credit like does it make a difference to be at the eight hundreds, or you know, because you can still get what you need at seven fifty? So does it, do you cap out? And, and that's coming from someone with over an 800 credit score. So I got that question sent in. So the higher your credit score, the better, always. Why? Even though if I have a 780 and you have an 840, uh, yes, we will probably both be approved for the loan. The difference is at a seven, let's say a 750. At a 750, I get approved for a loan at maybe a three, 4% interest rate. At 840, you can get approved for a loan at a 0.2 or, I mean, 0.9 or, you know, 0.5 interest mm. rate. So it's not just, you know, being approved. It's what you're approved at and also what you're offered, right? So, again, if I have a, a, a good credit score, I can get approved for a loan at, like, three or four years at a, you know, lower interest rate. Where you can get approved for that same loan at two years at a lower interest rate. So over time my loan is going to cost a lot more than yours because it takes me longer to pay it off. And because you had a better credit score, you were able to get, you know, a better bargain or a better deal. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, going over now to, you know, unfortunately, all the people are in a situation just based on life circumstances that they now have uh, credit repair, like credit repair. And that business seems to be booming. A lot of times when you hear commercials, they're, um, talking about debt consolidation or they're giving you loans for debt consoli consolidation. Um, I, and, and sometimes to me, it seems like it targets a specific community more than the other. <coughs> Bless you. So... <coughs> so what are, what are your, uh, your thoughts on that? So I used to work for one of those companies and number one, do I sugarcoat this? It's bullshit. Um, <laughs> so they attract you with the term credit loan or credit refinance loan, where they know that the average consumer normally does not uh, qualify for those type of loans. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's different types of uh, credit. When it comes to those type of loans, there there's more liability attached to it. So the credentials mm -hmm. to qualify for it is much higher. Mm -hmm. So they try to you know, entice you to apply for these things, knowing that you won't be approved for it, so they can offer you other products. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, they benefit from them all. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what is what what is, what is credit repair? So credit repair is simply different options depending on what you qualify for to put you in a position to either reestablish your credit, rebuild your credit, establish your credit. Um, you know, there's things like refinancing. Um, there's things like, uh, settling, <laughs> it just, again, really depends on what your situation is, but it's all geared towards helping you 
get to a good or better credit score. Okay. So is a seven-year rule accurate when they say like things drop off your credit in, a, in seven years? Or can uh, lenders still see um, the, the whatever is considered bad payback or I don't know what the term is. So I learned when I started working in this industry that a lot of that is bullshit. So there's no one. Hmm? Yeah, there's no one real rule for everything. What? Right? So there's certain <laughs> debt. There's certain debt that will fall off. Right. And then there's certain debt that won't. In that seven year period. Yeah. So your school loans are never falling off. Oh, no. <laughs> what? They're going to be there forever. You think you're going to have school loans? Like, oh, it's been 10 years. Oh, I don't care, brother. I'm coming to get my money. Uh, so well, that, hopefully we get that, that mandate. And then passed. another thing is the seven year rule. Yes. Okay, it it does apply in most cases, but and for com- common comments like s- cell phone bills. Yeah, but check it out. All that cell phone bill needs to do is, let's say I'm T-Mobile, you owe me eight hundred dollars. I've been trying to get in contact with you. I can't get in contact with you. Then I sell it to T-Mobile B, which is a settlement company or a, what? Do, what do they call um, debt so, collector? Yeah. But the debt collector is really just a subsidy, uh, like a sub company of T-Mobile. Mm. And once they contact you, hey, is this manual or lyrics? And you're like, yes, that time resets. Mm. <laughs> so they, that is true. So, so, that, if, I, that's so a, if I call you and say, hey, is this lyrics? You're like, yeah. Oh, do you live at XYZ? Yes. Okay. my Your clock just reset. So that resets the seven years, even if you're at... Um, Six years... 364 <laughs> days. Wow. Oh, 364. <laughs> 351. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's something to get you. Wow. I did not know that. That's a fun fact. That was. Uh, I don't know if that's a fun fact, but that's a fact, right? Man. Yeah, ain't, ain't nothing fun about it. Yeah. Oh. Right. Right. So can how can can bad credit be corrected or deleted, or can that even happen? <laughs> It can. So, it, again, it really just depends on how bad your credit is and, and how and how quickly you want to do it, right? So some people can reestablish their credit in years. Some people can reestablish their credit in months. If you're really dedicated and you have the ability to do so, you can establish your credit in a few weeks. Um, all you really need to do is most companies report to the credit uh, bureaus every 30 days. So technically, if you can pay things off, you know what I'm saying, you know, make sure things are in good standing, within 30 days, you can potentially rehabilitate your credit. Like, I, I know I dedicated um, building my credit score the past, like, two months or so, and believe it or not, I don't know why this happened, but my credit score dropped dramatically and then shot up. No. <laughs> so, like, I started paying my credit cards, I stopped using them, made sure I was in that 10 to 15% realm, um, paid off my loans, and then it dropped. Right. And then, like, three weeks later, it shot up. So it, it, like, dropped 20 points, 25 points. And I was like, why is it dropping and I'm decreasing all my debt? And then the next week, it went up, like, 60, 80 points. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay, I wow. guess. So maybe it could be that the reporting time frame. Exactly. Right. So what do you do if someone, if a lender makes an error on your credit, how do you correct that? Because I know they're quick to report if you, if, if you are, uh, like, any type of derogatory remarks. But if they're on the end where they're making the error, how do you follow up on that part? Well, so um, a lot of these companies that charge you hundreds, even thousands of dollars to uh, rehabilitate your credit, what a lot of them do are they're just looking for mistakes. So the average consumer doesn't realize 
the easiest way to clean up your credit is just checking for mistakes. So if you owe a company a couple thousand dollars and they misspell your name or put in your social wrong, you can literally file a dispute and get it removed off your credit report. Even if that debt belongs to you? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, um, think about like if you get a parking ticket, right? You right. get a parking ticket and the, the cop puts in the wrong license plate number. Even though you did the wrong thing because yeah. the information was reported incorrectly, you don't have to pay it. It's the same thing with credit cards. So there's certain pieces of information that if they just put it in wrong. Like I remember I had a, um, I had a friend who had a mm. credit card um, that they owed like, let's say, $800 on for years and years ago. Didn't even remember it. And they went on their credit report, realized that the company had their birthday a day after their birthday actually was. They filed a dispute. The credit bureau looked into it, saw that the birthday was wrong, and it didn't matter about the debt anymore because now the information is wrong. That's not my friend. That's not his birthday, so that's not him. That's not his debt. Okay, mm. so they were saying that it was just the wrong person. Wrong. Wow. Okay. It's right. good information. That's and really it's crazy good. because, again, these companies that offer credit repair will charge you thousands of dollars, and that's the first thing they do. Yeah. They just look to, for any mistakes that you can do on your Stuff own. Stuff you can do yourself. Yeah, so that, that was actually my next question. Is credit repair expensive? But I think you just answered that credit repair can be expensive. Is credit repair illegal? Not at all. No. Not no. at all. This is... It's the most legal thing in the world. And, and unfortunately, like most things that are good for the consumers and not good for the business, is portrayed as a bad thing, right? So um, these companies want to make money, as much money as possible off of you. So they're not going to tell you, hey, go look on your credit report. And if there's a mistake, call us and let us know so we can delete your you know, your debt. This, this, they're not going to tell you that. But it's that easy, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's also as easy as when I was looking to buy my home, I had uh, two late car payments from years ago, like four years ago, that mm. was still on my credit and it was hurting my credit score. Wow. I called my bank and I said, hey, I'm trying to buy a house. Can you remove my late payments? And they said, sure. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. It was a phone call. It took five minutes. Mm. Some people, unfortunately, are paying a company $1,000 to do the same thing. Oh, wow. Wow. So dropping that gem. So what what Great information. What kind of information can be removed from what is considered um, or, or what kind of derogatory information can be removed from your credit if you're trying to fix your credit? So the first thing I would recommend to anyone is print out your credit report and go through it. Just look at it. You know what I'm saying? Go through your credit report. Make sure all the information is correct. Every credit card, every loan, every debt. Make sure your name is spelled right. Make sure your date of birth is correct. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm. Make sure that that actual debt belongs to you. You know, you'll be surprised how many times there's debt that's reported on your credit report that probably doesn't even belong to you and it's hurting you. So that's the first thing I would recommend to anyone. Go through it through yourself. Um, and then on, it's, I'm not going to say everyone is going to find a mistake and it's that easy, but if you go through it and you don't see any mistakes, then you have to determine start. what do I need to enforce. You know it's what I'm saying? Start. That, that's, that's your initiation point. And then after that, if you don't find any mistakes... You decide, okay, what's the most detrimental thing here? What can I start clearing up? Um, if it's debts that's, you know, pa not passed to, what is it called? In collections. You know, call those companies. If the, it's already in collections, 
chances are that company already wrote it off. So now you don't have to pay the full amount. So if I owe a company a thousand dollars and it's now in collections, mm-hmm. time to negotiate. Wrote it off of their books. So now you call them up and say, "Hey, I only got." In most cases, success is fifty percent. Right. So mm. you know, I only got five hundred. But then, and how is that reported on the credit? Mm-hmm. Does that so go? it just removes the collection debt? So if you pay it off, it's going to say that your debt was paid off. Oh, so the so the original loan will reflect that it's paid off. Yeah, it's going to say uh, either settled or paid off. Uh, and but what it does is it just removes that collection from your account, and you know you your score goes up. So the difference between me paying my again these are not real numbers because it varies, but let's just say if I have a debt in collection for a thousand dollars and I pay it off at a thousand dollars, my credit score can go up eighteen points. Mm-hmm. If I have a credit score, I mean if I have a debt for a thousand dollars in collection and I pay it off at five hundred, my credit score can go up fifteen points. Okay. I don't wow. care about that three points, personally. <laughs> yeah. I'm saving $500. So does it show the history that you had the debt and now it's paid off, or does it just show it as paid off? So, yeah, so it. So I always tell people, your credit report is basically uh, a printout of your credit history. Anything that, that was on your credit history is always going to be on your credit report. But, yes, once you pay it off, it's going to show as paid off. So either you pay it at $1,000 and it says paid off in full, and you get a little bit more points, or you owe a thousand dollars, and it says debt settled, or you know uh, paid less than uh, owed amount. You still have it removed off your credit in terms of it being a detractor. Okay. And your credit still goes up. So mm. okay, it's a win-win. It's 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 a win. Um, so who typically has access to someone's credit report? Everyone. Everyone. Everyone has access. To well, a random report. stranger can't access your credit. Account. Oh no, not someone else's. Yeah. Everyone can access their own credit report. Who has access to my credit report? You mean so right. lenders? So people don't realize that um, there's different types of inquiries, right? Inquiries are made on your credit every day. Every time you get a letter of pre-approved and you know sign up for this credit card, that company pulled your credit. Right. They did a soft inquiry, so it doesn't hurt your score, just to determine if you even fall into the realms of their qualification so they can send you an offer. Right. Then you have companies where, like, let's say I'm going to buy a car loan or I'm trying to buy a house or I actually applied for a specific credit card. Those are hard inquiries. Oh. Hard inquiries um, affect your credit. It actually causes your credit score to go down. Um, and they stay on your report for a certain amount of time before they kind of dissipate and your credit score either regulates or goes up. Mm. So it just depends. Oh, so dissipate. I need to add that to my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh. your girl is out here learning these big words. But anyways, um, so how like is there a certain number of hard inquiries that? Oh that man, some- you want to stay away from hard inquiries. So um, again, your credit. Uh, the best way to look at it is it's a determining factor of how financially responsible you are. If someone is looking at your credit report and they see that you have a bunch of hard inquiries, they're going to say, why is this person looking for credit so much? Mm. So you're going to be viewed as a a higher risk or not financially responsible. So the more hard inquiries you have, the worse it looks. Oh, that you're 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 trying to Yeah, why are you looking for money so bad? Like what's going on with you? Yeah, right. I see that. So once I remove something, so just going back, because I want to understand like the deleting of the, the credit and, and for anyone that's trying to do this credit repair thing, um, once I delete something, can it come back? 
So, and, and this is the misconception. Again, when it comes to your credit report, there is no deleting. All of your, your debt history will be there. All you're doing is settling that debt or paying off that debt. So, you know, we'll go back to the example. If I owed someone $1,000, that $1,000 debt is going to be on my credit report. When I pay it off, the fact that I owed them will always be on my credit report, but it will just say that I no longer owe them. So my debt to credit will now be lowered, which is a uh, direct determining factor to your credit score. So the actual debt will always be there in terms of me owing that company in the past, but when you pay it off, your actual debt is now decreased, which should have a positive impact on your credit score. Okay, so that ratio. Exactly. So it's always trying to balance that ratio. Exactly. So, you know, another myth, uh, and I, I, I would like to ask you, is that sometimes you hear that, oh, you know, if you go, the medical um, debt does not weigh that much on your credit report or your medical bills. So is this something that is accurate? Like, Again, we all want to generalize things, but it's not that easy. So there's some medical debt that, depending on, you know, who you owe and you know how significant they see it it probably won't hurt you but then there's other medical debt that depending on who you owe and how significant they see it they're going to come after you you know as hard as possible and right. it really hurt mm. you so it's not like medical debt no it's not it's the it's who you owe and how much you owe them you know what i'm saying yeah if i owe urgent care the local urgent care a couple hundred dollars they probably don't see it you know, uh, beneficial enough to invest in trying to get that couple hundred for me. Yeah. But if I owe, you know, the university hospital who has a whole department dedicated to making mm, sure they get as much they as coming possible. After you. They coming after they you. Know coming after you. Come after you. So <laughs> they have not, bonuses and incentives you know, exactly. tied to that. So it's not medical <laughs> debt. It's not, they, we can't, when it comes to credit, you can't really generalize things. It's, it depends on who you owe, how much you owe them and you know, what capabilities they have. And sometimes you hear horror stories too, because you know, uh, one of the things that you said earlier was knowing what's on your credit and, and getting, cause we all have access to um, or credit report, right? We, we always have access to or, or, or credit report. CLAD's resources and consulting values its customers. Our planner footsteps to my vision is a 13 month planner that can be used for five years. It walks you through SMART goals, SWOT analysis, action planning, and holds you accountable through three monthly check-ins. We work only with top quality materials, innovative designs, and verified suppliers, which are guaranteed to deliver to our high expectations because when it comes to our customer satisfaction, there's no room for compromise. Made with high quality PU leather and paper planner helps you focus on achieving your goals by giving you a sense of personal and professional satisfaction. Some of the amazing features of this product Vision Board Planner, Luxury Pen, 8GB USB Flash Drive, Wireless Mouse, Ultra Elegant Packaging Box, available in five stunning colors, black, red, gold, pink, navy blue. Material, PU Leather, 13-month planner, elastic band for easy handling. Our Footsteps to My Vision is available at Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, our website, and at Walmart. You may also follow us at www.cladsresources.com, Instagram, Clads Resources, Facebook, 
www.facebook.com forward slash clads resources forward slash. You're listening to Talk with Clads. Find more resources online at cladsresources.com. Now back to the show with your host, Katie Ann. It is really important to know what, what is on your credit score. So I know every year you get an, you have access to getting that annual report. And one of the main thing is because of identity theft. And I've had where I found out about my daughter where we went to go and file taxes, and that's how I found out that someone actually stole her identity. So um, how does identity theft affect your credit? So um, depending on what type of identity theft, you, you just got to think of it. It's as simple as someone, you know, getting something in your name. So now it's on your credit report and you owe it. Obviously, you have nothing to do with it, but it affects you based off of what they actually, you know, get or utilize. Um, but with identity theft, again, there's different factors that go into it. Sometimes it could be as simple as just disputing it. You know, like if I'm, you know, Rodney and I lived in New York City all my life and then all of a sudden I have a line of credit in North Dakota, mm. I can file a dispute for it and usually it's not going to be, you know, any type of significant questioning. They'll just get rid of it. Um, but obviously there's other factors where if I'm Rodney in New York City and someone steals my identity in New York City and they're utilizing it, mm -hmm. it's probably just not as simple as filing a dispute. So you just got to go through whatever the proper channels. You'll file the dispute. They'll let you know what you got to do to prove that it wasn't you. Um, but that's really where companies are, in my opinion, more beneficial because if you have the time to deal with it, then you can and you can definitely save a lot of money. But if not, then you could pay a company a couple hundred dollars and they'll, they'll go into it and prove that it wasn't you, you know, do things like you track receipts or get cameras or whatever yeah. it is to prove that it wasn't you. Yeah. But that's really, when it comes to identity theft, it's just simply that someone basically, I took Lyric's name and I purchased things and I'm the one making the purchase, but it's all being put because on his lyrics. credit, you know, history. So it's obviously uh, detrimental to him. Um, because he's not the one doing it, but yes, it is going to affect his credit score and debt and everything like oh, that. Until he's able to clarify. Until he's yeah. able to clear it up. Okay. And and to the listeners, there are actually laws that apply to your credit. So we have the Credit Report Repair Organization Act, and I have, and many times I hear the Fair Credit Reporting Act that are the laws that are utilized the most. So there are laws in place, but it's also important for you to consistently check your credit. Would you advise anyone on, on getting those credit, uh, you know, the monitoring, the credit uh, monitoring programs? Oh, definitely. I have it. I, I have with multiple companies. Um, like I said, there's different credit bureaus, different uh, FICO scores and all this stuff. So I got it. I get, I get as much as I can, as long as it's free or I think even a few of mine, I pay a couple of dollars. Cause again, you know, information is power, especially for someone like me where I spend a lot of time and money you know, rebuilding and getting my credit to where it is. So it's important to me and I want to make sure I'm able to maintain it. You know, it's extremely hard to get your credit uh, Go you know, at that elite level, mm -hmm. but it's extremely easy to make it drop quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I want to be on top of it. I recommend any everyone stay on top of it because you don't want to do all this work and then, the, the, you know, the dumbest thing can cause you to fall right back down. Yeah, and one of the things that we experienced when we were purchasing our house was that 
um, you know, you couldn't buy anything because they didn't want the credit to, to, to move. You didn't want it to affect your credit. Right. But well. once we purchased it, it went down significantly and then it went up. So I fully understood what you said when you said that, it, you know, it went down, it shot down and then it went back up. Um, what are some tips that you would want to share with someone who may be wanting to build the credit or or um, establish credit? I would just say credit is wealth, right? So um, I'll take a great credit score before, you know, a lump sum of money any day because in the long run, things will cost you less. Um, also, mm. when it comes to utilizing credit, you know, credit, you got to remember, that's not your money. So... You not you, I, I never recommend people use lines of credit for everyday expenses. Like, they're literally supposed to be for emergencies, or you can use them for benefits. Like, I have cashback cards that I mm. use for, like, my phone bill and stuff like that, things that I know I'm going to pay off at the end of the month. But I'm utilizing my credit cards because I want to get the rewards that's Incentives. offered, and also I want to show that I'm financially responsible. Smart ways. So don't, don't use your credit cards as a security blanket, like, oh, I, I'm going to get paid next week, so I'm just going to use my credit card because something is always going to come up. Something always comes up, uh, and that's how you fall into debt. Uh, it should simply be there for expenses that you know you can cover um, and strictly emergencies. That's That would be my recommendation. That would be your recommendation. Great information. Yeah, I, I think that that's great information. Live by live live by your means. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Those, I had this... Um, Young older lady that I used to take care of back in the days, and I remember her saying that every time she, she wouldn't spend what she couldn't afford. So she and she had excellent, excellent credit. Was she would purchase um, whatever she she you know like whatever she needed her gas or whatever she put out on credit card. But when she got paid, she actually did the opposite where she paid off everything. Um, but you know, she was from a generation where they went through, um, the depression and so forth. Mm -hmm. So she was very, um, I will say this though, not yeah. to cut you off. There are certain credit cards, like I'm not going to say their name cause I'm not getting no checks from them. Mm -hmm. but <laughs> certain credit cards that are established that way. Right. Yeah. So they allow you to utilize it and you won't be charged any interest as long as you can pay it off. And your, your credit is positively impacted by yeah. that because consumers know that's the way that credit card works yeah, so yeah again you can't really generalize anything right for the most part you want to maintain 10 to 15 percent of debt but there are definitely credit cards where you can make purchases throughout the month it positively impacts your credit score and you can pay it off without being charged interest and normally people with good credit only can get those credit cards so <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 you want to be a part of that um was it fly high club or you know so, or, or the black card, right? Because I hear, oh, I have a black card. So, what what is the significance? And this is this is. So those type of cards are basically kind of like what I said before. When you have that super high credit score, swipe black no card. Worries. Yeah, nobody's nobody's questioning you. You go a you lot. Put your most, black card down. Yeah, most yeah. credit cards have limits. <laughs> like you can't spend more than five thousand dollars a day. You can't black card. There are no limits. No you limitation. Know what I'm saying you you. I've heard of people buying boats on black cards. You know what I'm saying. Uh, houses businesses with a black card it, you, you're basically at a point where you almost have an infinite infinite limit mm -hmm. um, and obviously everyone's going to take it because they know yeah, that it's a black in card order for you to have that card you've got something you know what i'm saying you they, they're not giving that out to anybody so that's right. that's really the power behind the black card and i don't know if you guys ever held it it's like three pounds 
super heavy. Really? Mm. Yes. Black cards, no, no joke. So is that what Apple's Let's trying go. to do? Because Apple's cards are so expensive. Yeah, Apple, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I got an Apple card. Maybe. Apple card got some weight on it, too. I'm like, <laughs> Apple but ain't giving me no checks either. So I'm like, okay, oh, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna, we're, we know, we will yeah. not plug any company until they become sponsors, <laughs> except for Unless clads. you guys are endorsing clads. Uh, <laughs> Just no clads. Friends. You know, and, and, and a part of the, the footsteps to my vision is also about um, budgeting and being financially responsible. Mm-hmm. So this is really aligned with um, uh, footsteps of my vision. All right. So what is a story that that you can share without um, breaking any type of personal information mm-hmm. or, you know, that you were like, wow, if this person knew this, this would have been so much better. I, I can share my own personal story. So, you know, as an adult, you know, I make much more than my mother did when I was a child and she was, you know, you know, working. But till now, I've never had a credit score as good as hers. So I say that to say it. You don't have to have a lot of money to have a good credit score. Mm. You mm. just have to, again, show that you are financially responsible. Um, and once you establish that credit and you get to that elite level, you just have to maintain it. Um, you know, my mom till this day, you know, she goes, she, whenever she does utilize credit, cause it's not something that she relies on. She makes sure that she knows that she's able to pay it off. You know, mm-hmm. She, she gets a car loan. Her car loan could be for 36 months. She's paying it off in less than two years. You know, she, mm-hmm. she gets her mortgage. She's make sure she's making biweekly payments because it shows up as an additional payment and helps you pay it off faster. She's very financially responsible and lives within her means, which gives her the ability to live better than most, even though she doesn't have more money than most. Isn't that isn't isn't that an interesting um, story to share? I always mm-hmm. say it's not what you make is what you take home. Exactly. Right. So exactly. I've known a lot of people that make a lot of money, but their their account doesn't reflect that. So mm-hmm. that that that's really really a good story to share. No problem. So, um, <laughs> what is one question that you that you know I have not asked you that you would have like me to ask you i think you covered all the basis I, really at the end of the day when it comes to credit it's having knowledge right so first of all all the answers that i gave i'm in no way shape or form the credit expert i'm just sharing knowledge based off of my history in the field and you know things that i've done working with credit but knowledge is power you know what i'm saying that's what they don't want you to know right go, get, go check your credit check it periodically you know read things like the fair credit act know what's going on know what the read your statements your statements have information on that they have to sh- give you information on how to properly maintain your credit yeah. a lot of people don't read it i'm really bad at that i think it, it's electronic <laughs> i know I, I log into the app there's a reason why they push that yeah, mm. yeah paperless. Paperless. paperless they don't want you to look at it you know they don't because they, they have to give you the information this is w- those acts and everything that you covered before that that's those th- those yeah. are the things that they cover and the way they work around it is paperless. Oh, we'll lower your bill or ten dollar credit here. Yeah, they just don't want <laughs> you yeah. to know what what your capabilities are. What's happening? Because away. again, knowledge is power. Once you know, it's very. It's, I'm not gonna say it's very easy, but it's a lot simpler than you think. Wow. So now I, I now I know I need to go and look at my um, statement. My statement. Just read, man. Because don't I'm, go paperless. I, well, I am paperless. <laughs> pull it up online. Stay we're paperless. saving. We're saving the, the environment Get here. The benefits, <laughs> just pull it up online. Open up that PDF. You know what I'm saying? Read PDF. It, you know, like the information is in front of us. We just gotta go after it. Go online. Go 
go to those credit monitoring sites. They're going to tell you. But I will say this. Don't believe everything they tell you because they're also getting paid by a lot of these lenders. So they're, they're pushing certain products and mm. certain lenders to you because they're receiving residuals mm. revenue from them. So, again, take the information and then you kind of indulge in it. And yeah. You know, when you say that, I used to work at a retailer. Very, sh- very shortly, because I was just there for a, a um, season. I was a seasonal employee, and I, I I, couldn't understand, you know, retail is not for me in terms of working, just, you know, shopping. Not for a lot of people. <laughs> um, but one of the things that they would do, they would give you incentives to sell their credit cards to, to get people. So the more it's people that you signed up for a credit card, mm. um, the bonuses were better, but the only problem was their commission structure was so ridiculous that you were set up for, you were not set up for success, you know what I mean? They would pay you back in their, their store <laughs> cash, so you can go back in the store and shop. Yeah. Uh, this is the worst, however, you know. Money in house. But you know what? I mean, it's a business, and at the end of the day, there's a bottom line that they have to make. So if, biz, fina- if you're looking at it from a, 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 a business owner, you know, um, aspect, then yes. But from an employee where, you know, you're trying to make your bread to go home and feed your family, I was like, well, this is ridiculous. So I do understand when you say, um, you know, you get incentives. They're, they're, they're set up where they're getting stuff on the back end. All right, so Mr. Lyrics, do you have any end questions for Rodney? I saw you taking a lot of notes throughout this whole production. Oh, man. <laughs> I see that. I see this. this the credit thing, if, if your credit score is over 800, you, you got an open gate. If right. You, well, it sounds like over 750. Over 750 is going to be your comfort zone. Seven, seven, 750 seven, is safe. 750 is a 800, comfort zone. 820, then you're elite. But again, just because you're there doesn't mean you you know take advantage yeah. of it. You don't. That doesn't mean hey, I'm mm. going to apply yeah, for everything because that's the quickest way to make that 800 drop back to the 600. Yeah, but you know what? I don't see someone in the 800 going bananas. Of course not. No, because that's how they got to that's 800. That's how you got to 800. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how you, that's there. How you stay there. That's I mean, how you I, stay I feel there. Like they're responsibly enough to. To, to be where they are, to maintain where they are. Um, the, the risks that they take are calculated risk. Everyone that I know that's an 800, they take calculated risk. And they're somewhat not frugal, but they're careful in the decisions that they make. Mm-hmm. So agree. I'm not in that league as yet, but maybe one day yeah, I'll get there. Your credit score is your future, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting age. that you say that, you know, you don't, you, you say you take credit over cash because I'm the opposite. So I'm learning because I believe in cash. Cash is king. Cash is king. And I'd rather spend that, cash that than credit. So cash, cash is king, but you have to think about it this way. Major purchases, debt. major purchases, right? Most people don't have four hundred thousand dollars to go buy a home right right so here's why credit is valuable i don't have four hundred thousand to go buy a home so i have to go take out a loan right Mm -hmm. my credit is going to determine how much i pay for this four hundred thousand dollar home because i'm taking out a loan it's not going to cost me four hundred thousand dollars if i have good credit it can possibly cost me four hundred and fifty thousand if i have bad credit it could possibly cost me six hundred thousand but don't you believe if you have the cash you may not have the 400 but your deposit also plays an impact too that so would bring that 400 I'm, I'm number gonna, down I'm gonna close out with this example we have a home for four hundred thousand dollars right i only have a i only have twenty thousand dollars to put down as a down payment, down payment but my credit score is excellent right you have a hundred thousand dollars to put down as a down payment right but your credit score is fair maybe a little bit below average 
Now we're both approved for the loan because you have the the, the cash payment, power, right. you know, the down payment to not have to qualify for the full amount. So let's just say I put down my twenty thousand, I need to finance three hundred eighty thousand. You put down your hundred thousand and you're financing three hundred thousand. With my excellent credit score, I get a, a excellent rate. Let's just say a stupid number. Let's say two percent, uh, fifteen year loan. My three hundred eighty thousand over the course of that fifteen years. Let's just say my total amount. I, I'm not doing the math, ladies right. and gentlemen. <laughs> let's just yeah. say my total Don't amount. Don't hold to the math. <laughs> this yeah, is not yeah, a math yeah. program. Let's just say, <laughs> let's just say my is. total payout on the home comes out to be four hundred fifty thousand. Right. Now you put a hundred thousand dollars down. Your credit sucks. Your rate is not suck, but decent. All right, let, let's say decent, even, right. even yeah. decent. And and when I say suck, it's because that's what you really should generalize when it comes to credit. Either I'm good or I'm either I'm great or I'm bad. So so there's no there, there's no second place. Exactly. No. So wow. I had wow. the good one. I I mean I had the great credit score, two percent. My three hundred eighty thousand is going to ultimately cost me four hundred fifty. Right. I put down twenty thousand. You put down a hundred thousand. Your three hundred thousand dollar loan and your ten percent rate is gonna cost you five hundred thousand. Well, but don't you think that one going back, we can make that payment twice, and then also we can always pay towards the principal that would still bring us down when we're making those extra payments. That's what you would hope for, right? And this is the dream hope. that lenders sell you. Hey. Whenever you go finance a car, yes, your rate is high today, but make six straight payments right. and then you can refinance <laughs> your car. Yeah, here's reality, everyone. Something is going to happen. I told when, when, I, when I was in the, in the debt Life management happens. business and I'm talking to people about not using their credit cards and, you know, paying things down. They're like, no, you know, I got a bonus coming or I got this coming. Something is going to happen. Life your car is going to break mm-hmm. down. You, you know, you, you, God forbid, your house is going to get on fire. You're going to have a major expense. Something is going to happen that's going to take away from the money that you have. Right. So you cannot plan ahead for it because you don't know what's going to take place. So that same, yes, you're right. You can get extra money. You, you could hit the lotto. Why not? <laughs> but you could not. <laughs> you know yeah. What I'm yeah. But you could not. I could tell you what's going to happen. Life. Your kids are going to need clothes. Yeah. Your car is going to have an issue. Life. You're going to need more groceries. Someone's going to get sick. You're going to have to go see them. Expenses are going to pop up. It always happens. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's, there's no doubt about it. I don't care who you are. There's always an expense that you can't plan for that pops up out of nowhere. No. And these are the things that hurt you. And this is why I say credit is wealth because at the end of the day i have good credit when these you know out of nowhere expenses come the debt that i already have is not costing me as much as it would someone else because now when that out of expense come and you're still paying these high debts this is where you get buried in debt right and now you're suffering mm. this right. is why it's mm. so difficult to get out of debt mm. in the first place mm. That's very good knowledge very 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 good. very good i mean interesting conversations mm-hmm. um you know because Def- I'm, I'm learning, as mm-hmm. I said. I, I definitely and we all are. Like yeah. I said, there's no s- real science to this. It's, you have yeah. to just stay on top of it. Yeah, yeah. We definitely have to stay on top of what your your credit is. So really, really good. So I am going to. You have any other questions, Mr. Leary? Nah, there's a lot of information tonight. That's that's study to for the newcomers with credit, how to get a fresh start, especially with the young kids. You know, busy taking some notes. Um, and you know, I hope that everyone understands the importance of, um, you know, using your credit responsible. Uh, that, that, that's, that's the goal of this podcast. So Ronnie, thank you for sitting with us and taking some time to talk with clads. Bye guys. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening. Find us on social media at Clads Resources and online at www.cladsresources.com. Our planner, Footsteps to My Vision, is also located on our website or on Facebook, Instagram, or Amazon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep creating your footpath to your vision.